Welcome to episode one, season two. Ah, fuck that, Dave. I'm a creature of habit. Welcome to episode 53 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, not as good as some, and not as good as Duke, apparently. Duke's happy to be here at the South Studios. I think he's got wind of uh, loyal listener Nick Witzke has a uh, Bush Light um, dog brew, it's called. Oh. I guess there's no alcohol in it. Okay. But you give it to your dog, and it tastes like pork or something like that. Wow. Supposedly dogs like it, and humans can drink it. Oh. And he supposedly <laughs> has one of those for us, so I think Duke got a little excited, thinking maybe this was the episode. But no, I haven't met up with uh, Nick lately, Duke, so it's coming, buddy. Relax. Um, but yeah, so... Creature of Habit, episode 53. It does sound a little better, to be honest with you. Yeah, episode 53? Yeah. Yeah, because season one, or episode one, season two, yeah. it makes it sound like beginners. We're right. only like a, one episode. Come on, we've got 53 episodes under our belt. Season vets. Um, how am I, Dave? Yeah, I'm doing a lot better than I am than I was on Friday, because fr- I had two PDO days on Wednesday, Thursday. So Friday was a back-to-work day, and... It was brought to my attention, unfortunately, and another loyal listener, Chuck McPeak, can appreciate this because this incident happened before when I watched a Roger Clemens game and he gave up a home run. Um, I'm getting ready for work, and you know when COVID started, the, the original lockdown, I think it went a buck eighty-seven. I was probably in the best shape of my life. Oh yeah, um, wearing a thirty-three pant, and anyway, Friday. The same 33 pants I've been wearing. Just. <laughs> anyway, so right. I said, well, I guess I'm going to have to untuck my shirt. Because that'll make a huge difference. Wasn't working, wasn't working. <laughs> and then um, I finally, you know, I, I got it like just over my uh, pubic area. <laughs> like a mile under my belly button, finally got it snapped. And I'm like, well, I got to tuck my shirt in. And I look like some skid row bum. And I got so fucking pissed. I reached in, the zipper wasn't all the way up. And I did my best Hulk Hogan impersonation. I just ripped the pant right down the seams of both legs and threw them off. And I was like, you know what? You know, you know as I had sweat breathing down from trying to button my pants, um, it kind of made me chuckle. I said, a 53-year-old man just ripped his pants off. and all by, I was in the bathroom all by myself, and I just ripped my pants. I just shredded it. So, But, yeah, so I'm doing a lot better than I was on Friday. But the scale at home still says I'm only like I'm 197. Okay. So only a 10-pound gain, but I haven't really lifted weight, so maybe a lot of the weight has just all shifted to my gut. That could be. But, yeah, so anyway, I'm doing a lot better than that. Um. We got, you know, hey, uh, what's the date today? Uh, 20th. The 20th of December. You, you folks will be listening on the 21st, but got Christmas coming up on Friday, so I felt it was a good time to have a uh, little holiday Christmas celebration tasting, if you will. Sounds good. And we started off by pre-potting with a gift from loyal listener, Jason Moeller, who gave us a few bottles of winter lager. From State of Brewing. Um, he gave it to us because he didn't like it. And I can see why he didn't like it because it was a uh, very strong ginger taste. Right. The first drink was like, oh, this isn't bad. 
And then by the end of the bottle, it's like, this is pretty bad. Yeah. So, um. If you're a ginger fan. Yeah. Yeah. Pick it up. But. So, uh, but anyway, hey, thanks, Jason. Like I said, even bad beer. It's like the old saying that golfers use. A bad day on the golf course is better than a good day at work. Amen. And drinking a bad beer is better than not drinking at all. (laughs) I don't have a problem. (laughs) But anyway, our first actual tasting of the day, Celebration. It's a fresh hop IPA from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. 6.8% with 65 IBUs. This is the 2020 version too, by the way, Dave. I didn't get no out-of-date shit. Oh, by the way, uh, pod first possibly. Yeah. We'd have to really put our thinking caps on. Okay, mine's on. All three selections, and even including Mr. Moeller's donation, are bottles. What? Have we ever? I don't know no. if we've had an all-bottle no. podcast. No. Pre, pre-pod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pre-pod, it was almost always bottles. Almost always. All right. Well, I'm going to open my celebration while you do the same. We'll pour this bad boy. I've got my Traverse City Little Fleet glass. I got my Keweenaw Brewing Company glass and a much more copper color than your normal IPA. Almost like some of the uh, the German lagers I've yes. been drinking out of my uh, uh, Advent, my beer Advent calendar. Cheers. Cheers. Refreshing. That also has some uh, some kind of holiday, whether it's cinnamon or right something else in it. And unlike the winter lager, this being an IPA, there is that hot taste to it. Um, one correction corner from last week. You are an idiot. Um, yeah, I don't know where my mind was. I call myself math guy. And I, you know, we had 52 episodes. I'm doing the math in my head. And Grandpa Blackhawk said, not only did I say it once, I said it twice. Well, 52 times 3 would be 156 beers. But in my, my mind was thinking, okay, well, I know in episode 1 we only did 2 beers. So I've got to go 52 times 3 is 156 minus 1 is 155. But then the Oktoberfest, we had about eight tastings, so it should be a, it should have been at least 155 tastings. Right. But then when my mind was thinking episode one was two episodes, I went 52 times two oh. is 104. Right. And then the Oktoberfest, I said, we've had at least 105 tastings. Which is true. Which, which is true, <laughs> but I mean, it's a lot more than that. I mean, right. we've had at least, so 50, what I wanted to say was 52 times 3 is 156 tastings, minus the one for the two the two tasting is 155 plus. We've had more than 155 tastings on our one-year anniversary. But yes, yeah, so I, 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 I shorted us 50 tastings, and I said it twice. And I didn't, you know, and being the math guy, I mean, that's right. an embarrassing mistake. 52, <laughs> 52 times 3 is not right. 105. No, no, no. So, um, all right, Christmas coming up. My favorite time of year. Well, let's just start out with uh, songs. Okay. What's your favorite? What is your favorite? Or are you? Do you listen to Christmas music? Oh, uh, every day. When do you start? 
day after Thanksgiving or oh, I definitely closer wait. to Thanksgiving? I def- no, I definitely wait till after Thanksgiving. But like, like, Dece- like December 1st is usually right. my... See, I'm usually the serious XM, no free ads. Um, I've usually got the Christmas music on on Black Friday. Okay. I love it. Right. I, um, right. And, it, not, you know, I was thinking something because I did want to talk some movies, which, by the way, our friends at uh, Don't, Forget. Don't Forget the Popcorn mm-hmm. were supposed to come out with their holiday edition of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So, guys, I mean, I'm going to ask for copyright infringement, a pass on that, because we are going to discuss... Some Christmas movies. You guys were supposed to be out on the street on Thursday, and you let me down. So somebody's got to let the listeners know about Christmas music, but we'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, it's been beat to death Right. whether Die Hard is or is not a Christmas movie. You Correct. and I agreed last week that we don't think it is, and it's not. Yeah. So we're not even going to bring that up. But now, um, when you go to the Christmas music, what is your favorite song? I've got two that I really like. And so what do you say? What is your So favorite? my answer is going to be probably like my answer to my favorite movie back in episode four or whenever it was you asked me. And Major I, Pain? Major Pain. So obviously that's not a Christmas song. I'm telling you that my answer here is oh. going to maybe shock you. Is So it's, uh, <laughs> so it's going to be um, Bing Crosby's Melikiliki Maka. Oh, that, I mean, that's hall, that's a hall, say. that's a hall, that's hall of fame worthy compared to fucking Major Pain. Well, okay, everybody loves that song. I mean, hell, it, well, even, not everybody, but I, even I, it, even I it, trans, it. it translates into a, 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 a Christmas vacation, right? Oh yeah, that's a great song. Right. Yeah, okay. Anybody argues that with you is an idiot. <laughs> um, what other ones you like? Um, Nat King Cole. Um. I believe it's White Christmas, his version of White Christmas. Uh, that's that would White Christmas is probably my third favorite. My, and, and then um, some of the newer ones, like I was playing for a while. Um, uh, Stray Cats, lead singer. Um, we'll get back uh, to it. Uh, Brian Setzer. Yeah, the Brian Seltzer van. Setzer. Sensor. Setzer. Whatever. Sensor. Seltzer. It's it's almost like seltzer, but anyway, um, no, he does some great. You know, when I when I need a little energy, you know what I mean, and I want Christmas music on top of it, then he's the go to. So I, I I'm not saying that like the Christmas shoes. That's not your. I mean, that's a new song that somebody made up, yeah. which I still, by the way, tear up on. I don't care, even though it's probably some kid that's running some racket <laughs> who's getting somebody you know, you know, pay. Right. So they take the shoes. You know that kid's coming right back in and return those shoes. So not only does he get the money back for the shoes, he got your money to take back from. Right. It's like, come on. Um, I don't mind listening to those, but I'm more of the traditional music. Yeah, agreed. And my my second favorite Christmas song. Is a little drummer boy. Sure. I love that because every time I hear the song, I visualize that angry little fucker in that, that it's not even an animation. What are, what are those called? You're one of the few people that can say little drummer boy and little fucker in the same sentence. Well, you've, you've seen that uh, the show that always comes on, and it's not an animation because it's not a cartoon, but it's they're almost like little. Yeah. 
marionettes or whatever. Yeah. And how they got it, how those <laughs> they wanted him to play and they paint them and he's yeah. got that emo. <laughs> I laugh every time I see that little drummer. He's such an angry son of a bitch. <laughs> but I guess hey, if somebody kills your parents, you'd probably be pretty mad too. But uh that's my second favorite song. And um a stop motion photography, by the way. Is that what it's yeah, I think so. Okay, well, yeah, you're talking about the same kind of same like, kind of stuff like uh, Heat Miser, Cold right, Miser, yeah, Santa Claus is coming to town, right. Rudolph the Red-Nosed yes, Reindeer. Those yeah. are yeah, those are, and we'll get to those in a minute. Okay, um, and then my favorite is probably Silver Bells. Yeah, that's probably one of the most nostalgic, I would say, to um, kind of get you into that, at least from when you and I were kids in right, the seventies. Exactly. That, you know, yep. That, yeah, exactly. Um, but now here's this is where I tied in Die Hard to this conversation. <laughs> okay. So, um, so if I listen to, um, fill the fill the airtime here, Dave, while I think of something. Oh. Um, what's the song? Your Daddy mama's not. all right. Your daddy's all right. They just seem a little weird. Uh, surrender. Isn't uh, that Surrender by Cheap Trick? Yes. All right, yeah. So if I just listen to Cheap Trick, Surrender, yeah. starting December 12th and run it through December 28th, does that make it a Christmas song, really? No. Well, why not? I listen to it during the Christmas season, right? right. So shouldn't Surrender be, yeah. be a Christmas song? No. Where are you going with it? Well... Maybe it's cold outside. If oh. you if you really read into the if you listen to the lyrics, really, it's basically about date date rape. Well, well Sirius XM plays it, but it, there's really sure. nothing about Christmas in that song. But right. it's played at Christmas. Yeah, time. it's a winter song. A, a little another one. Let it snow. Yeah. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. If right. you listen to the word, there's not. I don't think there's nary a mention of Christmas. Right. So that song. Why isn't that song played in February? Right. It should be. Um, I agree. I Dean Martin's. Uh, I love. I got my love to keep me warm. Right. It, it's a cold December night or evening, whatever he says. Right. Not one mention of Christmas. Nope. Why is it a Christmas song? Yeah, I don't know. Marshmallow you bring world. Up a good point. Marshmallow world. It's yeah. the marshmallow world that we live in. Not a fucking mention of Christmas, but yet you hear it during Christmas time. Right. And okay, the winter thing is great, but then why don't we hear it late January? They should actually strike those from all the Christmas albums and Christmas lists and start playing those in January. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you keep know, it and, going. And, but nobody talks about that. Yeah. So at, here at Flights Football and anything else, we got to get that a topic because everybody talks about is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Right. Or is it not a Christmas movie? Well, Die Hard right. is a, Die Hard is a Christmas movie as much as. Marshmallow World is a Christmas song. Marshmallow right. World that we live in has nothing to do with Christmas. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, you bring up a great point, and nobody talks about it, and I've never heard of anybody bringing that up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick it. You You're know, a what, fucking what, genius, champ. Well, pick, well, people are picketing masks and vaccinations and everything. <laughs> I'm going to say, no more Marshmallow World that you live in at Christmas time. I'll just be holding a sign, and everybody look at me like, who's this fucking idiot? <laughs> And then I'll, but I then I'll give him a card, a card to the head. Hey, please listen to the pot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good point. All right. Movies. What are your favorite movies? Christmas movies, you mean? Well, yes. Thank you. Yes. yes. Good call. Good call out. 
Uh, well, of course. I think we... Didn't we already talk about this or no? I'm sure we have, but this okay. is the Christmas episode because okay. we're right, four right, days right. out so, of Christmas. So, obviously, um, Jim carries the Grinch. Right. Just because a lot of people don't like it, but I like it just because of what he puts into it. Um, Christmas Vacation, obviously. Right, because I, I know... I think... I don't... What episode was it? Because I think I made reference to Cindy Lou Who being in porn. Yeah, yeah actually, you did. So... Yeah, so if, um, if, if those of you that are listening, if you go back a few episodes, yeah, he actually did. So, Christmas Vacation, obviously, yep. is a must. Um, Love Actually. That's... Yep. You know, that is... That's a... As long as the kids aren't in the room. You know, your little ones, anyway. And um, saw one that kind of struck a chord. I don't know if it's a great Christmas movie or not, but I kept thinking about it. It, it, It's one where I was trying to decide whether it is one of my favorites or not. Uh, It's called The Holiday. Okay, Um, I've seen seen that. It's got um, um, Jude Law. Yeah. Isn't it Jude Law? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cameron Diaz, uh, Jack Black, and a host of others. Anyway, uh, what else? I mean, I don't. I've, I've seen "It's a Wonderful Life" and some of the classics. I don't make it a point to watch those every year. See, now "It's a Wonderful Life" is Liz's favorite movie, and when we first started dating, early part of our marriage, I dreaded it. Yeah, I, it why? Because like, it, was, it was a dumb movie. I didn't like it, or so I thought. You know, probably because I was too cool. or like, ah, right. this is... You weren't this a parent is... yet or something? or Right. Yeah. And it, it's just like, ah, this is stupid. I, this movie's dumb. I hate it. But, you know, over time, we watch it. Although I do not like the colorized version. The colorized version looks weird. Yeah, it does. It's just like Almost weird. makes it seem fake. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It looks really disturbing. <laughs> um, is this CGI? No, it's right. not CGI. And it's like, uh, but... Um, but it gives, as, like, probably because as you get older, you... you mature? And I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not mature as, right now, but yeah, as evidenced by me ripping my pants off because they're, they're too, too tight. tight. But uh, um, so, but yeah, it's like, you know, who, who hasn't had such a bad day where it's just like, fuck, man, I wish... I, Wish I wasn't even fucking around. Right. What What would happen? Everybody would be better off if I wasn't here. I mean, as you get older, yeah. I think everybody. I agree. And then, well, it actually happened to, to Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. And I, it's like my favorite part of that movie and, and it is actually when, happened to me. My favorite part of that movie is when he uh, he picks up the phone and chews out the kid's teacher. What are you trying to do? Get my kid pneumonia? And then her old man punches him at the bar when he didn't. Uh, so, I mean, anyway, it's a movie that kind of grows you. That's probably my right. third. My second is Elf. Oh, I forgot about and, Elf. And I'm not even, I'm not even a... Uh, How do I forget about that? Will Ferrell fan. I yeah. do not like Will Ferrell. Okay. Um, but he just and, did something well in that yeah, movie. Yeah, that Elf like. is just is fantastic. <laughs> you know, like anything the, Bob Newhart is in is right, usually fantastic the, too. The scene with uh, <laughs> the the mid, the midget or whatever they're called politically correct, and Will Ferrell keeps badgering, and he comes over the table. 
Uh-oh, we're that losing is, Mike. That is the funniest scene. Don't, I mean, what a classic movie. And then, you know, and it even makes you uh, enjoy Christmas that much more because James Caan oh, yeah. is just a miserable prick right. and hates everything. And then even he starts to believe. Yep. And, uh... He does a good job of coming around, whereas in some of those movies where people come around, it's almost, you know, it's like somebody tapped him on the wand, you know, tapped him on the head with a wand. And, yeah. You know, but, yeah. Um, and then, uh... His enlightenment was believable. Exactly. And then my favorite, as we've already talked, is, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Can I drive you out into the desert and leave you for dead? I mean, okay, the perfect segue, Dave. Top three lines. Uh, you you go you go with your third. We'll go through one. Well, I just I used one today because we were talking about I was I was making comments as we're driving down the road about people's ability to put out lights and match the same you know match colors that that look good together and and this kind of thing and I kind of stopped myself and realized I was being kind of petty or whatever and I said well I said that's just because I'm a I'm an expert in exterior illumination. <laughs> All right. That's uh, um, my third favorite line. Let me see. Let me get them right. <laughs> is obviously the no-brainer. Cousin Eddie's up. <laughs> sure. And he, Shitter was full. <laughs> and he's in Jimmy oh, yeah. Shay. Clark, yeah. Clark says to Alan, he says, honey, how's our shitter doing? <laughs> Check our <laughs> Uh, that, that's my third favorite. <laughs> and uh, um, actually, the shitter was full. My third favorite, or my fourth favorite, my third favorite. I, I, look at hey, this is called ad libbing oh, on yeah. the spot because that. So shitter was full is my fourth. My third favorite is yeah, that thing had nine lives. Woo, she just spit them all. <laughs> <laughs> What's your second favorite? Oh, uh, uh, and I haven't even pre-potted that much, folks. <laughs> but I just, you know, with the alcohol and the Christmas vacation, it's just hilarious. Uh, pretty much all the lines associated with Aunt Bethany at the table, <laughs> um, especially at the one part where they figure out there's uh, there's cat kibble in the Jello in the green Jello. And uh, cousin Eddie's like, "Hey, pass that down here." I'm thinking, that, I'm feeling this is pretty good. I, I I butchered the line, but you know what I'm talking about. She's been dead for thirty years. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bethany! Um, the blessing. The uh, all right. My second favorite line is. They're walking through the, I believe it's a Walmart. It might have been a different store, but I believe it's a Walmart. And Clark's telling Eddie that he wants to um, pay for the kids Christmas because he talked to the daughter and um, yeah, he knows that Eddie hasn't got his kids any presents. He's just like, hey, we want to do, you know, and Eddie starts telling him, he's like, you know, hey, that recreational vehicle, that's mine. You know, that preacher, man, we uh, give him, we gave them all our money. We lost it. We live in it. And, and, and Clark says, well, what about the kids, Eddie? And he said, his kids can fend for themselves. <laughs> and what did I, 
my sister Jen and I always talk. What is the point? Is um, who? What's cousin Eddie's name in real life? Um, Quaid, um, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Is Randy Quaid that well endowed, or what is the point of showing the John the Holmes like yeah. likeness? I think it's just. No, it's. I think it's part of the writing. I think it's part of what the because, like you just said, that little nuance of a line, which most people probably wouldn't ever pick up because it's just so like. I think that's what people appreciate about Vacation and Chevy Chase yeah. and those guys. Uh, it's it's even like with, um, like in Caddyshack and some of these other movies where they ad libbed so much and some of the chemistry between those. Those comedians and artists, I mean, it's just phenomenal. Because they'll sit there and go back and forth, and it's not even in the script. Right. And it's so funny. But, I mean, he probably put that in there and just walked out there to be funny. You know, walk out on the set with that, and they're like, all right, let's go. That's some funny shit. Good job, Randy. All right. Um, Possibly. But, yeah. I can't believe one of your favorite lines isn't like, hey, get the rubber pants and don't forget the gerbils. Or what? What the hell? When they're standing outside, you know, and, the, and they finally light up the house, and cousin Eddie and uh, they show up right there, and then oh yeah, the, well now that you mentioned that, that, that would be one of my uh, honorable mention lines. But what's your favorite line? Oh my god. Um, oh, <laughs> um, how dare you talk to me that way, Griswold? I'm not talking to you. Elaine, <laughs> Elaine Bennis, character, I, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus' character plays yeah. an awesome part in that movie. Yeah. My favorite line, although I'm thinking of a couple others that would have entered the top three, but hey, when we don't rehearse this shit, we, you get what you get. But my favorite line without question is, worse? How could this possibly get any worse? Look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. <laughs> Because I mean, everybody's been, I get that that's what it, all yeah. the time. Right. And it's like, every, everybody's wanted to say that. Justin, Nick, and Liz, they kind of just like all just leave the room when I'm right. li- going just ballistic. It's starting to lose your mind. And, it, and they're all used to, and they all look at, I know they're all looking at me like, this guy's been like, I'm sure Liz is like, how did I marry this fucking idiot? And my, my sons are like, Jesus Christ, I hope nobody knows this is my dad. And then just, but everybody's got to that boiling point. Oh, but, yeah. but, and it was true. It was like, hey, hey we're all sticking around here. And we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest. And it, <laughs> worse. How could it possibly get any, any worse? We're at the threshold of hell. Um, Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, Great movie. I think I'm ready. Hell, I know I'm ready to rate it. I'm done with it. Yeah, let's go. All right. Celebration IPA by Sierra Nevada. Not the Christmas flavors I was expecting, which kind of is a good thing because some of those cinnamons and this, that, and the other can kind of ruin a beer, kind of like right. the old winter lager, courtesy of Mr. Moeller. But nothing outstanding either. I, I would drink it again. Uh, I don't dislike it. So I'm going to give it a nice, respectable 3.49. All right. I would say, now I I mentioned just briefly earlier that I've had, uh, Shelly got me a German uh, beer advent calendar. Uh, it's uh, 24, Jesus, 24 pints of various German beers. So And they're categorically all lagers. 
various types. Oh, goodness gracious. Excuse me. First burp of the pod. Yeah, we'll edit that out. Uh, probably not. <laughs> but uh, I'm going 3.25 because uh, it's got a lot more flavor, obviously, because it's an IPA, but definitely not your typical IPA taste, but, but a good, it's something different. Yeah. Between a lager and an IPA. I'm going to put it like somewhere in that area. Well, as we look, uh, 193,000 check-ins. Whoa. So Sierra Nevada must be a pretty big brewing company to have 193,000 check-ins. They have breweries in uh, Chico, California and Mills River, North Carolina. So they've got the east and west coast covered. So that's why there's so many check-ins. So we're a little bit, actually quite a bit under them. The untapped rating of Celebration is 3.73. Wow. All right, Dave, our second tasting. Go ahead and spin your bottle around there, buddy. This is the one I'm hey. most looking forward to <laughs> slash a little bit worried about. Oh, I've got to, no, I've got to get a couple pretzels here and cleanse the palate for this right. one. Um, alcohol count isn't that out of whack. I mean, it's 8.2. I mean, it's a big boy. It's the big boy of the night and 16 IBUs. I'm very excited about this. I'm glad you didn't show me this earlier. And what we have here for you folks is Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Peppermint Porter. Um, you guys know how I feel about the, uh, bourbon barrel, but peppermint porter Christmas time or Christmas taste. I felt it was a no brainer and we, I had to give it a whirl. So without further ado, and this is from the Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company. Oh, they, they're even a distillery. Ooh, fancy, fancy. So, yeah, I made the mistake. Got the dark porter <clears throat> color. After uh, finishing that last one, I had a couple of uh, flaming hot Cheetos, which was a bad idea going into this particular beer. That's if what it was she gonna, said. <laughs> if it was going to be a standard IPA, you know, not that big of a oh the rich aroma. Oh my oh, god, delicious aroma. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope she. Taste as good as she smells. Don't oh, we all wish we knew smart. her? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Well, I got to pat myself on the back for that one. I like that, that one. one. You were your eyes lit up as it was coming to your brain and coming out your mouth. Oh, winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Holy smokes! This is boy the peppermint. The peppermint. This is the Christmas drink. Of champions, I think. I, I truly believe that. This has to be an annual thing. This is good. Yeah, very good. Wow. I mean, I don't think in the middle of the summer I would enjoy it as well. No, it's or, a Christmas time. Much, yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's like I say, that's like when we're going to play. You know what What would make this perfect? If we had Marshmallow World playing in the background. <laughs> but this is delicious. But then again, I mean... And you can taste the alcohol. This at, is going to put you under the table. At thirteen ninety nine a four pack, it should be good. Holy smokes! Ooh. Ooh. 
Oh, that's delicious. Yeah. I, I'm, this, I'm, this still, is a, I'm, I'm going on record. I, uh, I'll, I'll have to look back and check all the porters we've tasted. This easily is the best porter I, I think I've ever tasted. Yeah. It, it ranks right up there without question. I mean, you could even, like, in a pinch, like, if you're going to work, you could even pound one of these quick and hope the peppermint on your breath <laughs> fooled them that you weren't even under edge. Well, it was just a mint. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm still pissed I had a Flaming Hot Cheeto because I can't get that. You know, if you've had a couple of those, oh, yeah. it's hard to get those that taste out of your mouth for a while. What's up next, Mike? Um, I was really nervous about it. I'm, we may just sit in silence as we enjoy the Kentucky Purple Bear. Although I, I think our three listeners will turn it off if we don't say something. So, um, quick question, Dave. Yeah. What do Oklahoma, San Jose State, Clemson, Ohio State, Ball State, Alabama, UAB, and Cincinnati all have in common? Mm, their football team's in the top 20? Uh, no, because San Jose State isn't. Oh. And all, Ball State wouldn't be. They are all their conference. They all won their conference, conference championships. championships. Um, and Brian Kelly, the Rose Bowl, by the way, which has been in Pasadena, California, for like six trillion years. I think it dates before Christ. I mean, the, the Rose Bowl has been, been played in probably. Yeah, and look, I even you know Christ and Christmas. I you know. Right. Let's put the Christ back in Christmas. I even brought it into this podcast. Why not? Um, but it's moving to AT, AT&T Stadium in Texas. Which is sacrilegious in its own well, right. And I think Brian <laughs> Kelly in the Notre Dame stranglehold. Uh, Sonny, uh, if you're listening to this episode, you might want to fast forward like a minute. Um, because as a Notre Dame fan, you probably won't like what I want to hear. It, you probably won't like you probably won't like what I'm about to say, but um, because Brian Kelly came out even before the Irish were lambasted by Clemson, right? And said, "Hey, look, if the game is played in Pasadena and my players can't have their family there, we may we may boycott, sure, and not play in the playoffs, which." We all Which know it's a crock dumb, of shit. We stupid all, thing to say. And we all know it's a crock of shit they were playing. Yeah. I mean, you know, when the when the athletic director said, Hey, uh, Brian, you know how many millions are coming to this program? And yeah, yeah, we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else may coach the team, but we're going to be playing. Um, and I, I, I think they may have bowed down to the the masses in this California, because California's got a strict, you know, because, you know, everybody in California. For every one living person, 66,000 people are dying in Los Angeles because of COVID. So they didn't want to play football there. Um, although the pro teams seem to be doing it pretty well. Um, so that game is going to be moved to Texas. So now Alabama is going to house Notre Dame in Texas rather than California. Right. Um, I... I think I wanted to see Cincinnati, and they didn't have a snowball's chance in hell in being in the Final Four. But who? All right, Alabama was a definite. Yep. I think once the Big Ten said, "Okay, hey, Ohio State can play for the Big Ten championship," yep, and they and they beat Northwestern. Obviously, they're a must end. Yep. You knew the winner of Notre Dame Clemson was going to be in. Yep. 
So who was going to be the fourth? I mean, Notre Dame got embarrassed. I mean, yeah, Drew, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I'm not pummeled. even I'm yeah, not even going to say it's Drew Lawrence that was in there because if we if everybody remembers correctly, the game Notre Dame won late at home. Yeah, Tyler Lawrence didn't play, but Clemson was without three of their defensive players who were also on the same uh, COVID protocol that Tyler Lawrence was on. Right, and. The backup quarterback, he threw for nearly 500 yards. So it wasn't because Tyler <laughs> right. uh, Tyler Lawrence was out. His name is Tyler, right? I believe it. Is it Drew or Tyler? Oh, my God. Now you got me guessing. I'm having a brain fart. I, I don't like Tyler Lawrence, yes. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. it, it was their defense. And now Tyler, you know, now they got their defensive players back and they hit Notre Dame right in the mouth and beat them. So, um, the only thing is, Notre Dame has such a following and a lot of money with the advertising and this, that, and the other. Trevor Lawrence, God damn it! I knew Tyler didn't sound right, but then I'm telling you, you know, like, I, I'm not a Clemson. I don't follow college football, and I hate Clemson. And he's got <laughs> his hair is too long. Trevor Lawrence. But boy, this peppermint barrel, <laughs> peppermint porter, sure delicious, <laughs> isn't it? Um, yeah. So Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. So, um, but I think Notre Dame is one of the four on name and name only. Yeah, it could be. I mean, at this point, with so few games, and you talk about Cincinnati and some of the talk even today, uh, ESPN had a special um, reaction to the standings. You know what I mean? Should Cincinnati have had a shot in there? Well, you know, the litmus test for them was if you put Cincinnati in the ACC, the SEC, you know, or the Big Ten. Well, the Big Ten doesn't count because the Big Ten sucked this year. Um, but if you put Cincinnati in those conferences, would they be undefeated? How many losses would they have? You know? That, that's um, one way to look at it. And the other way to look at it is if, you know, the old, the old saying is if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Right. But I, I, I think just think that you just like, and they wouldn't have got in there, but it's a shame that uh, the Chanticleers had to not play their last game because of COVID. Because I'd like to see Coastal Carolina. Okay, they're not, they're, they're not going to beat Alabama. I mean, who's kidding who here? And then this is why I don't like, this is why I'm an NFL fan. Um, because let's face it, we all know the championship game is going to be Clemson versus an SEC team for the first for the for the excellent number of times since the Lincoln you know the like it's been it's been Clemson versus the SEC since the Lincoln administration for Christ's sakes. I mean it, it's and it's just like what because we all know it's going to be Alabama Clemson right. So that's why I hate that's why I hate college football. I I haven't seen the the pairings for all the other bowl games yet, but um, you were saying something about Michigan State. No, oh, yeah, I mean even even State at this point kind of threw in the towel this afternoon. Mel Tucker came out with a statement says we've decided as a program that the best decision for our team is to prepare for the 2021 season. Uh, I'm proud of the players for the way they handled themselves during the difficult and challenging year. They endured a season unlike any we have had before and worked hard to remain diligent in following all of our safety protocols. Our players have been on campus since arriving in June 
and deserve a chance to go home and take some time away from football. And Michigan State's record is what? Two and five. And they're saying they're not going to participate in a bowl game, right? If they're offered, correct. If they're offered, they're not. That is the equivalent of me saying, you know what? Lily, the AT&T girl, <laughs> you and I are not having sex. <laughs> no matter how badly you want it, I just can't do it. You know, or insert any... Superstar. I'm not. I'm not going to. You know, when my company, when uh, I come up for my review at my job, and they offer me three million dollars a year right. for a three year contract, and then at that three years, I will step down from my position. I'm not going to take it. I just can't. I, I just. I, I just can't. Two and five. Who? If, if anybody offered Michigan State a fucking bowl appearance right. at two and five, it should be done. Like almost in a jackass vein, where the players have to play naked, and the object of the game is to throw the football up somebody's ass. Why would somebody invite two and five Michigan State into a bowl game? The ratings. That's the only reason. Who's gonna Who's gonna want it? And you know, the the infamous Rocky Lombardi's going into the transfer protocol. You know why? Because you suck. You transfer into like maybe Alma or Albion. You're terrible. You lost your job to some schmuck who is not even any good, and you're still. And it's like, and Tucker said that we're going to step away, and the, they're two and five. Who the fuck is going to invite them to a bowl game? Is, is it the is it the shit feeder bowl that nobody? I mean, who would, no. who would you pit them against? No, I, I I'm not disagreeing no, with you. I know, but I'm, 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 I'm pretending you're Mal Tucker. Yeah. Okay. I, I know you're. I'm not saying you're backing Michigan State. But it's like, he, why would you even bother to announce that? I, would it? Uh, would it be? Would it like be? football and anything else? Fans that are listening, I am not going to star in the lead role <laughs> of the Ron Jeremy autobiographical movie. I am not going to play that part. I will not do it. I need some time away and time with my family. They're gonna look at them. Well, they got no shit. You ain't playing Ron Jeremy. Do you think anybody in the administ- the athletic administration said, "Well, before anybody wastes any time, you know, penciling us in for not 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 carving in stone, but penciling us in for a bowl game or spending time inviting us, let's just get it out there so that nobody even wastes time." But, but that's the big that's the bigger question mark. Is like, how in the world at two and five would you be invited to do anything? There's going to be bowls that look at the analytics because it's all about money right now. And well, there's no way a bowl game could host a team with a two and five right. If that if that's the case, then then they should stop. Football. I'm just saying, how many viewers? Because you're not going to there wouldn't be any viewers because they say two and five. Oh hell, I, w- I would watch it. Oh, then Could be, think about how many how many state grads there are. Why would you watch it? So so you because I'm a Michigan state so you grad. Beat Northwest Louisiana Tech School of the Blind. I don't. It's and a freaking bowl game. It's ah, a chance to watch that, Michigan State. That is that is the most absurd statement I think was ever uttered by anybody. Every well, okay, well then that's the most absurd thing that any you know alumni of any college they're going to watch their their team play. I don't, really, I don't a, even know if they're, they're two and five. Game? They would. I, I honestly do not know if the alumni. Let's say all of a sudden, for a chance to get a W, sure they're going. Who I are they going to play? Let's say if all of a sudden it was announced that you know what everybody, <clears throat> excuse me, you know what everybody, <laughs> COVID was a joke. <laughs> Business as usual tomorrow. You're going to have fans at all parks and Katie yeah. by the door and. 
Sure. Life goes on as normal. 2020 never happened. Right. You honestly think somebody would go see two and five Michigan State versus anybody? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely guarantee it. Other than parents of the players. Obviously, no, 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 obviously no, no. as I'm the t- parent, you're going to no, go no. see your kid. Because, because A, and I, I've, I've had friends and I've had people that have done it. They, it doesn't matter. Even though. Not at two and five, dude. I mean, that's an embarrassment. It's a, it's a chance to go on vacation that's to a an warm climate. It's a chance. It's that, a chance okay. to go party. That would be it's your chance. Okay, to, that. Okay, so now you're saying it's the NFL Pro Bowl when that used to be played in Hawaii, and people would go to Hawaii, and they wouldn't. You know, the game would be sold out, and yeah. there'd be like nine people there, because <laughs> everybody's going to the Pro Bowl, but ain't nobody fucking watching the game. So yeah, they may go to Vegas. You know, the Spartans are playing in Vegas. Yeah. You know, there's the parents in the stands, and everybody else, all the Vegas, sure. all the Spartan alumni are at the blackjack table. No, I'm just saying, you know, you know for, as far as TV, let's just go back to, to reality and COVID times. I would say, you know, as much as any Spartan that watches football and watches the Spartan football team, excuse me, they would they would turn it on at least for the first half. Right. Yeah, well, I, at two, we're going to agree to disagree on it because that, that, that's crazy. A two and five team in a bowl game, they should just fucking end the bowl. Unless, unless they're going to really have fun with it and call so, it like the Ass Eater Bowl, <laughs> or or the or, or the uh, the the uh, Sherman yeah. Toilet yeah. Paper Bowl, right? Okay, then there's some fun there, and, and they're playing like zero and nine um, Akron. Sure. Okay, that they, you know, who's the shittiest team? Now right. we got a marketing campaign. Okay. Now you're going to watch that. Let, let me ask you this: If the Bears were on Sunday Night Football and they were, let's say, three and six. Would you turn them on? That's a regular scheduled game. I've got that pre-play book. I've never the Bears. If the Bears, I don't know if I would watch if after the season is over. Okay. Because your question, yes, I'm watching the Bears at 0 and 15. Okay. I'm going to watch the Bears right. at 0 and 15. Right. I, but I, that's a that's a regular scheduled game. Now, if 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 uh, you can make up Rod, the, you if, can make up whatever rules you want. Is that a rule? Okay. If Roger Goodell says, "Hey," um. The teams that are in the playoffs, um, for extra money, the Bears and Lions are going to have a game. Sure. I'm watching a playoff game before I watch the Bears and Lions in a game that means nothing. Okay. I do not watch. Oh, touche. Boom. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for talking. To, thanks for blabbing. And talk. I don't watch the Bears in preseason. I'm a Bear fan. Right. Don't watch the Big Bears in preseason because I don't give two fucks. Right. They, it doesn't matter. It's right. meaningless. Guys that are playing in preseason are probably going to be sending their resumes True. to my company, and I'm going to interview them to work for but a, me. But a bowl game's not meaningless. <laughs> it is if they have a two and five team. No, it doesn't matter. Listeners, it's a bowl game. listeners, it's email a bowl game. Uh, email us, uh, text us, uh, smoke signal us, do whatever you want. A two and five. Facebook. If, if a two and five team is in a bowl game, are you interested? There ain't no fucking way. If you're an alumni or if you have some tie to the team. That's all I'm saying. Not at two and five. I just I just can't I can't get behind a two and five team in a bowl game. That makes no sense. A bowl I mean, I, I struggle with the six and six team being in a bowl game. Right. In normal time, but well, you're a fair weather fan then. But two and five? Yeah, you're a fair weather fan. Oh no, I'm not a fair weather fan. I, I'm just a bowl game is a reward for a good season, correct? 
It should be. Okay, so so what are we rewarding Michigan State but for? But we know the reality five? behind bowl games, right? What's the reality behind to bowl games? To make money. Absolutely. And so how would you make money with a 2-5 and five a, Michigan State If you have a game? fan base. Then Michigan State, okay, let's move on. We're beating a dead horse here. Um, <laughs> the, uh, we're in week 15 in the NFL season. Yeah. You think you had a tough day at work. Fucking Frank Ragnow played week 14 with a fractured throat. That is a fucking bad injury. <laughs> How do you fracture your throat? I don't know, but he could eat, drink, and swallow, but he just couldn't talk. And he had to miss today because the center calls out the plays, and he missed uh, the game with a fractured throat. So, hey, hats off to Frank. That's a, that's a man. That you know, is. They, oh, yeah. You fucking fracture your throat, you play yeah. the game, you're a man. I think I might have had a fractured throat at one point. Because I, uh, I had a student uh, think he was a badass, and... Uh, got me in a like a half Nelson and choked me out pretty much. Oh really? Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sam Gustin, if you're out there, Sam. Son of a bitch. It was actually was kind it of, done in fun? Or? It was funny. At, oh, it was like, funny. Did at you the give time. him a bad grade? No, I think it was like out. I was I was thinking, you know, hey, I'm just joking around, you know, hey, you know, and and then you know, no, this was a chance to choke one of your one of your teachers out. Huh? Yeah. Sue him. Nah, it's over and done with. <laughs> I healed. Um, the Bills clinched their first AFC East title since 1995. Oh, yeah. And, Saw um, that. Um, I always like the Bills. Bills Mafia. They're respectable. And here's one that I got for you. It's, um, turn back the clock. Yeah. Put your thinking caps on. The number one song, Single Ladies. By Beyonce. Mm-hmm. All the single ladies. You do that well. Becomes a uh, wedding song. Yeah, oh yeah. The number one movie, Marley and Me. Okay. And the number one show was the original American Idol. What do all three of those things have in common? The last time the Bills clinched a division championship. Actually, it was the last time the Patriots missed the playoffs. Whoa, you tricked me. 2006. Wow. 2006 or something like that, but uh, Beyonce's Single Ladies, Marley and Me, and American Idol. That was the last time the New England Patriots missed the playoffs, and by losing to the Dolphins today, they missed the playoffs. And this just in. There will not be an 0-16 team this year because the New York football Jets. I know it's the New York football Giants. I don't give a fuck. The J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 beat the Los Angeles Rams 23-20 <laughs> to avoid a winless season. Hats off to the Jets. And the Rams are... Yeah. The Rams could be... They'll go on to win the Super Bowl because they're... The, how do you lose to the Jets? Anyway, that's a whole other argument. <laughs> Maybe that's the ball game. It should be Michigan State versus the Rams. Because <laughs> they lost to the Jets. Um, before we rate Bourbon Barrel Peppermint, a couple other college notes that I just, college basketball that is, that are weird. Two historic programs. The Louisville Cardinals lost to Wisconsin in their worst defeat since 1956. Whoa. So that's 64 years. So Wisconsin took Louisville to the woodshed. And the Kentucky Wildcats fell to 1-5 for the first time since 1926. So 94 years ago, 
was the last time Kentucky Wildcats were one and five when they lost to the Carolina Tar Heel. And that's to be expected. Little practice. And Patino yeah. is the guy that um, Patino's the Kentucky coach, right? No. Calipari. Yeah. Yeah. Calipari is a Kentucky coach that just one and done them. Gets gets them in yeah, the yeah, day, yeah, one yeah. and done. And with COVID, they had little practice time, and he's yeah. got five guys that haven't played together. Oh, and they're like, I think they're all, they might be all freshmen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they're, and they're struggling, and North Carolina beat them. They're one and five for the first time since 1926. So, let's go ahead and rate the uh, Peppermint Porter. I don't think it's going to be any surprise to the listeners. I might be underrating this. I'm going to go 4.10. All right. Well, this is delicious. This is like this is like the M M&M, and um, the mint, um, the mint candies that just came out for the holidays. Like I was a little skeptical that it wasn't gonna have enough mint because when I want like the peppermint or the mint for the holidays, I want it like I want it there. I want it. I want it there and present and not just this faint little. And this right here hammers the mint. All right and. You're getting no argument from me here, Dave, and because get your pen ready to document this. The first episode, season two, the fifty-third overall. I'm a, and I, I say this in all seriousness. If we're rating beers, this arguably could be the the very best beer I've ever tasted, and I'm going to give it a pod record, four point five. Zero. Wow. This was a fucking delicious beer. <laughs> Any, you know, for you three or four people listening to us that drink beer, the Kentucky Bur- Bourbon Barrel Peppermint Porter is phenomenal. It is. It is an amazing <laughs> beer. And I'm, I don't just say that, you know, you know if, we're, if we were a worldwide podcast with millions and millions of listeners, you guys could be shaking your head saying, ah. They're just paying him big bucks. Ain't nobody paying us shit, folks. Now, the yeah. only drawback to I don't know if I could drink this all night long. I could have more than one. Oh, sure. But I, I don't know, like, you know, like at, a, like at a New Year's <clears throat> Eve party, no COVID oh, involved. Yeah, no. Just sit there and just drink it one after the other. But the four-pack for 15 bucks, I could knock that four-pack down. No yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it's a legit porter and it's, it's heavy. I mean, it's... You know, it'll, but the it'll flavor, fill you up. the flavor, is phenomenal. The, the 16 IBUs, it's, there's no bitterness, and there's and it doesn't say anything about chocolate in it, but I, it almost is like you're drinking a peppermint patty. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's delicious, and I absolutely f- love this beer, and I actually thought I was going to hate it with the bourbon barrel across the logo. No, this is yeah, this is this is. Because 4.10 is probably one of your higher ratings as well. It is. I, and like I said, I really like, I, I wrote that number down and I kept looking at it like, this could be underrated a little bit. I, I, I yeah. might have undersold it. Exactly. I, well done, champ. Well done. As I pat myself on the back. All right, Dave. Hey, we were so excited with uh, the Peppermint Porter. We did not give the untapped rating. 6,039 check-ins. Uh, the first one, the first tasting of the night, we were under the untapped crowd, 
and the second reading we were slightly over, but the untapped crowd liked it nearly as well as we did because it came in at 4.01. Okay. Now, I pity our third tasting because <laughs> as much as we raved about the bourbon barrel peppermint porter, right? Um, I feel like this would be like following John Holmes <laughs> pulling the train. I mean, you know, you're going to be a little bit of a disappointment. But, hey, you never know. You, right, you, right. you got to give it a name for effort. Um, our third selection on this Christmas special of flights, football, and anything else is Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Chose this beer for two reasons. Number one, it's our Christmas episode. The fucking title says Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. <laughs> right. And number two, what platform do we use to uh, get our pot out there, Dave? Anchor. Brewing Company's Anchor Brewing Company. Yeah. I felt it was a no-brainer. Yeah. Ties in very nicely. 7% alcohol, 40 IBUs. I'm using my Red Stripe bottle opener. And I'm going to pour the old Merry Christmas, Happy New Year into my Traverse City right brain brewery. Why? I cannot ever say, especially as I get drinking. Right brain brewery glass. There we go. Thank you very much. I'll be here all night. <laughs> and uh, I've got caddies. Treasure Island, Florida. Whoa, this is darker than the fucking porter. Yes, it is. Holy smokes. Did you read the bottle on this one? Um, This has almost got like a 30-weight pour. Yeah, this is the... Uh, Tis the season for our 46th annual Christmas ale release. Our secret recipe is at work again with this year's ale being the darkest and highest ABV, 7%, we've ever released. So the, 20, the 2020 uh, version of Merry Christmas, Happy New Year is the darkest in most alcohol. Uh -huh. nice. uh, with rich, chocolatey flavors and a smooth, easy-drinking profile, this will be a special ale to remember. The sequoia trees on the label are Yosemite's famous. Three graces chosen to represent togetherness in a year when we have had spent so much time apart. Well, what... Kudos. How apropos is this fucking beer? All Very the way apropos. Around. Can we say apropos this lady? Our Christmas ale will also be supporting Meals on Wheels this holiday season and their efforts to put warm meals on the table for everyone in our community. Well, son of a bitch. Just hopefully it tastes as good as their mantra. Cheers. Cheers. Yep. Minus the mint. From the last yeah. one. But a different little zing Very to good, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, just a second, Dave. Get, yeah. ready, get ready to hit the pause button because I'm uh, patting myself on such a wonderful selection of beers. <laughs> you are. Um, Why would I wow. need to pause that? Just to so you could well, cut be a lot. Well, because there'll, there'll be a lot of dead air because I'm going to be patting myself on the back for quite a while. <laughs> Delicious. Wow. Unreal. Maybe this if only if only it were Christmas 365 <laughs> days a year, we'd get much better beer. Right. Um, all right. 
Grandpa Blackhawk, Nick, Chuck, I know, no, I'm not going to forget to give you guys a fantasy football standings of flights, football, and anything else. Take a deep breath. I know you I know you've listened this long in this episode where you want to know where the standings are. I get it. Wanted to keep you alive. Because most people tune out once they hear the standings of our fantasy football league. Heading into week 15, I was leading Josh by 40 points, 484 to 444. Henry was coming in at third at 426. And Dave, yeah, you weren't anywhere near there. Um, so with the, I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking forward 15, 16, 17, three weeks to go. I'm looking at early retirement for winning the old flights football, anything else, fantasy football league. So, um, although Josh is going to put a dent into it because Kyler Murray had a pretty good day. Kamara scored and he's got Juju tomorrow. So it'll be interesting. And, uh, Dave, if you know, if the I tell world, you what, you what Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry had the best truck of the day. Yes, he did. He the old <laughs> he the so and Derrick Henry, bonus points you know that? what? And you should actually sue. Um, what's the coach's name? Uh, Mike. You should sue Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Because Derrick Henry should have probably four more touchdowns than he does, but he keeps fucking prison raping him and giving the touchdown to either Tannehill or some other Joe Schmo. Ten, uh, Henry gets him down to the, to yeah, the right. goal line one, two, or three, and he takes him out, or he uses him to decoy. So fuck you, Mike Vrabel, because Henry's on my fantasy team, you prick. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I'm <laughs> that, re- that reminds me of watching some of the episodes of the league when they would see like an oh, NFL player yeah. or somebody coming into the bar, or and they want to just just berate him. Just give him a bunch of shit for making a dumb decision or a dumb play. Speaking of that, the first season of the league was arguably one of the best sitcoms I've ever seen. Second season was okay, and then I think the third season, it was just absolute shit, and that's why there wasn't a fourth season. Right. All right, so what's your take, Dave? Um, Major League Baseball finally recognizing Negro League stats. Yep. Now, well, hold on, though. Because I know what everybody's thinking. Wait a second. Josh Gibson's the new home run leader, right, then? Because he's allegedly hit 900 home runs. Because that's what everybody says. Josh Gibson had at least 900 home runs. Okay. Okay, cool. Whatever. Oh, oh no, no, no. Uh-uh. Josh Gibson has 238 home runs that we're going to give him credit for. A lot of those home runs were barnstorming homers and, you know. Okay. Not, Right. All right, so what is your take on Major League Baseball honoring the stats of the Negro Leagues? I, I want to say the time frame is like 1926 to 1948 in that area. Right. Uh, here's my, my initial thought was, because I'm a... I, and I don't know. You're not going to like this analogy, but maybe some people can appreciate it. Uh, in the PGA Tour, right? They go and change the golf courses. They redesign them. They reconstruct them for you know the technology and everything else that that has happened you know in the last three decades. 
uh, so that scores can be compared apples to apples to the people back in the day that were using, you know, uh, persimmons woods, you know, like real wood, you know, uh, different kind of steel shafts. And so that it doesn't downplay, you know, the accomplishments of the people in the past. So can you, my first thought on this was, can you compare apples to apples to what is being done in the last three to four decades to what was done back then in terms of, you know, the distance the home run fences were, um, the level of pitching and the science that went into pitching, you know, um, were people back then just throwing meatballs down the middle trying to get strikes or was there the you know, the, the movement on the ball that there is today. Um, do you know what I mean? That That's right. kind of what played into my mind is like, you know, even stats 60, 70 years ago by any league, you know, can you compare apples to apples? And I don't know. Um, I'm on the fence on that one, to be I, quite I'm honest a, with you. Not because I'm not afraid to jump off. It's just like, Maybe not. And I, I'm, I'm with you on what you're saying, but I'll take it a step further. And it's like, okay, allegedly, Josh Gibson has hit 900 home runs. Okay. So that makes him the all-time home run champion. Sure. Well, wait a second. We're crediting him with 238 home runs. That's, that's a pretty big that's gap. That's 662 <laughs> home runs are missing. <laughs> So it's like, okay, well, number one, the stats weren't really incorporated, so are are we just going to make shit up? And number two, it's a different league. So what about Sadahara-O? Say that three times fast. Because the Major major League Baseball says we want to, the Negro Leagues was a major league. It was. I'm not disputing that. Right. And some of the players came over and played in the Major League Baseball. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. And it, it's like, but Sadahara O played in the Japanese Baseball League. That was a major league. Sure. So what about his stats? Why isn't that? Why isn't that group recognized? Why isn't that league recognized? The Japanese league. Yes. Was it on the? I mean, because it wasn't on the continental United States. Was it played in the? But they're but they're gonna they're they're in court. The the reason Major League Baseball is incorporating Negro League stats is because they they recognize that as a major league. The Japanese Baseball League is a major league baseball on a different. It's a different fucking continent. But who cares? Ah. The second thing. My second thing is if you so. It, obviously, your stat system isn't that great. If you're going to credit the guy with 238 homers, but he hit 900. <laughs> so wait a second. So how many did he hit, really? Right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, Mike, I didn't think about it that deep. And then the, the, you know the other one's like uh, like how many touchdown passes did Warren Moon throw in the uh, Canadian Football League? For the Edmonton Eskimos, I think probably uh, twelve hundred thirty-three thousand four hundred ninety-five. Well, that's a lot of touchdowns. No, you didn't throw that many, but <laughs> right. So does the NFL? Nobody's diminishing the Canadian Football League, but it's a different league. Yeah, true. Yeah. So why are the stats? They're they're different. Right. 
But but I'm saying like the Negro leagues that are getting counted, they were played in the continental United States. So is that is that no, a had, qualifier? No. Are you sure? No, it's a the, the major major league baseball statement said we we acknowledge it as a major league. Okay. Meaning that hey, it's real baseball. Hey, I'm not doubting the fact Josh Gibson was good. Yeah. Great. Hip hip hooray for Josh so, Gibson. So I'll get you, myself a Josh Gibson jersey. I don't care. But it's like he wasn't in the major league, so it, it would be like you're gonna say. Um, so my point was valid before about comparing apples to apples and the competition and you know what was being done and the level of pitching and. But I don't. It's I don't even think it's apples to apples. I think it's apples to tomatoes. It's like, hey, okay, you're the Negro League champion, and this is the major league champion. Right. Yeah, I, you know, so, and you're saying like if you're gonna your, your argument is if you're gonna do that, then you gotta incorporate the Japanese league and the Canadian Football League and the, and the NFL. Yeah, okay. And, you know, because they're all professional. Because if you get paid, sure, you're a professional. Exactly. So I mean, it's just like, but again, we all know it's a politically correct stand that everybody may be like okay and. I, I don't give a fuck if you put the guy Satchel Page for instance. Satchel Page has been rumored to have like a billion wins, right. you know, because he pitched like thirteen <laughs> times a day, six days a week. Okay, great. The guy had a fucking rubber arm. I get it. He was good. You want to put him in the Hall of Fame? Great. Whatever he's in the Hall of Fame, but he wasn't in the major leagues. Right. For all I those stats. Right. So why don't you know? It, it just it's silliness that we have to. Everybody has to correct. Everything of the past is done. I don't get it. You're, it it's separate leagues. Yeah. So, like, you know, we're, the flight football and anything else, whoever wins our fantasy league, I demand ESPN pay them the top prize that ESPN pays. For their league. For, for their league because we're a, we're a fantasy league. And right. I want it. I'm going to win this league. The one league I'm going to win. Yeah, I want ESPN <laughs> to give me money for it. Right. They're like, well, you weren't in our league. Well, Josh Gibson wasn't in the major leagues either, but he's got credit for home runs. And they'll be like, huh? And I'll say, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, there's got to be an argument out there like yours. There is. And it's, I, it, it, it's all it is political correctness. Sure. And we and we know why it is, and I'm not even going to go there because Satchel Paige was a badass. Josh Gibson was a stud, fucking crank tomers. I'm I'm not diminishing what Josh Gibson did. Right. He didn't do it in the major leagues, so why should his stats be considered in the major, major leagues? leagues? Right. That's my point. So why are this? I mean, right. It's it's like okay, perfect example. Sarah Fuller. What if um. Joe Schmidt, yeah, the Georgia Joe Tech Schmidt, kicker. Vanderbilt kicker. Vanderbilt, sorry. Um, Same colors. Why, um, what if Joe Schmidt, the third string offensive lineman, could hit 36 home runs in the SEC softball? He's not going to get the chance. Right. You know, so it, it, it's all, I, I don't like it. Well, that, that, one, that one I'd have to take a second to think about where you're going with that one, but... Because he did, because every everything everything doesn't intertwine right. justly. You're saying keep 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 the keep the files keep the 
you know, if if you're in the major leagues, then these are major league stats. Exactly. If you're in this league, then these are this league stats. Exactly. If you're in that league, those are Tell that it to league. the judge, sister. <laughs> Tell it to the judge. Those are that league stats. Exactly. Okay. You know, right. so and you right. can and, and that that would be good argument for any you know, sports analyst, any sports talk shows to say, okay, was this person in this league? Okay, uh, your point to my point as far as like I use professional golf and how they change, they actually literally redesign golf courses so that in the PGA over time, but it's still the PGA. Right. They don't bring people from the Hooters League or right. the Nike League or whatever so it's been called over exactly. the time over over time. Those are paid professionals. They're still professional golfers, but you know their stats do not. Bingo. Maybe, maybe somebody shot a sixty. Uh, uh, excuse me. Maybe somebody has shot a fifty-seven. You know, in the in the Hooters League on some random, you know, county municipal golf course. They're not going to say, "Well, this guy." We're going to include them into the PGA. Per exactly. Right. Okay, I got you. All right, uh, the Indians claim to change the claim. Indians are going to change their name from the Indians. The Blackhawks have no plans to do so. Chicago Blackhawks being the NHL, Cleveland Indians being the Major League Baseball team. All right. Thank you for my take, defining that. My take, <laughs> I didn't find any offense to it, but... I guess Chief Wahoo, which they got rid of a couple years ago, might be seen as, ah, this is just some lunatic Indian that misrepresents us, and it's a caricature. And well, it's cartoonish, we right? Right. Yeah. I disagree with that, but okay. I, you get it. You know, I'm not going to agree with you, but I see your side that you yeah. find it offensive. Okay. Yeah. I agree with it, you know, if it's cartoonish. Indians. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Grandpa Blackhawk was driving down US 10 and saw a sign that said such and such Indian reservation next right. Yep. Do we need to remove that sign if Indian is so offensive? No, 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 no. I think so. It, what is I, offensive about Indians? The, the logo. No, they got rid of the logo, they changed it. How long, Why did they how need, long ago? Two years ago. Okay. That why shows they, you how much I follow why do they? Why do they need to get rid of the Indians? It's the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. They got rid of the logo, which I think is cool. And at Fishman 8, rocks a tattoo and Chief Wahoo on yeah. his... Yeah. It, it, it goes along the same lines as... We've had this before, and I forgot what episode it was in. But it's like, why don't you see the, you know, the, the Boston Catholics? Do you think Catholics would be offended by that? Well, we don't see it. Nobody is, you know. What is a Celtic? I don't know. What is no a Celtic is a a Celtic is a it has to do with some kind of Irish then heritage. I want, I want that a, sign taken off of US ten. Then it says Indian Reservation. Right. That's that's, that's a place. That's defamatory. That's so, defamatory. Then no deflammatory. No, it's a location. It's not a mascot. It's not a mascot. It's, it's their names, the Cleveland Indians. 
The Cleveland Browns are named after Paul Brown. I don't think Paul Brown fucking found it di- disrespectful. How dare I call the team after my fucking self? <laughs> right. There's the Cleveland Browns named after Paul Brown. Yeah. For Christ's sakes, if anything was going to be offensive, then it's the man's name. Yeah. Is it just a point where someone's, where a group of people or a person or it's a, a political recognition? Well, the correctness of this stupid fucking country that we live in that everybody take, is butthurt over every fucking thing. It's craziness. It's the Cleveland Indians. It's not the fucking Cleveland Mohawks. It's not the Cleveland... It's nothing to do with that. It's craziness. The Cleveland Indians. It says Indian Reservation on a U.S. US highway. It's, it, But no... I want that changed. I want it changed to exit here for this club. Period. I don't want Indian on the, my my U.S. highway because I find that offensive. Yeah, I don't. It's it's not the same. It is too the same. It's the Cleveland. How is Cleveland Indians defamatory towards Indians? The Cleveland Indians. How is that defamatory? I don't know. You'd have to ask them. Well, that was a fucking horrible answer. <laughs> You'd have to ask them. I don't know. But nobody finds it offensive. Florida State Seminoles. Take that tomahawk in or whatever that spear is yeah. that they use. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I, and, I, and if we're so if we're so fucking appalled by the treatment of Native Americans, Anglo-Saxons should be forced to leave the North American continent. True or false? Because the Native Americans, hence the name Native Original, were here first. So why are we here? Well, uh, I don't know if you. Why are we here? Why are we still here? But right, still here. Because we had an unfair advantage. We fought with rifles and they fought with bow and arrows. Unfair advantage. Not fair. We should leave the country and go back to Europe. Right. Well, you know, that's not going to happen at this but point. But why, though? You're going to change the name of Cleveland Indians. Let's get to the bottom line and settle this fucking problem once and all. If you're an Anglo-Saxon, if you're Anglo-Saxon, you should get your ass back to Europe and let the Native Americans have the fucking country. <laughs> right? Because yeah. it can't be called the Cleveland Indians because it's a baseball team and it offends everybody in the whole fucking world because your name is Cleveland Indians. Who decided to change it? Uh, the Cleveland Indians ownership because of the peer pressure of all... Because me and at the Fishman 8 have seen it year in and year out before the stupid COVID fucking ruined our fucking streak. Every every opening day when we went there, stupid, dirty ass white people holding signs in Chief Wow, Chief Wow is bad, da, da, da. and they're sitting out there. But then the next day when it was thirty three degrees and rainy, their ass wasn't out there. It's like, hey, I ain't fucking that loyal to the cause because it's cold out. But me and the fish man went there and we drank our twenty beers apiece. And there was an incident in the bathroom with the fish man and whatever. That's another whole story. But it's just like it's it's the political correctness of it, and it's it's dumb. It's, it's craziness, it's stupid, and I fucking hate it. There's no reason in the world. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know enough about it to argue with you. But the, if, there's a but Native, the, if there's a Native American coalition large enough that says, hey, we don't, we don't want this, you know what I mean? And what power should that coalition have? Well, they because should, isn't, isn't it because because if that's the case, then really the Nazis should be in charge of this. Who be, the Nazis? Because that was a pretty big, powerful coalition. Coalition, but right. they were beat down and lost. So you, when you lose something, you lose. And when 
the uh, the Indians fought the Anglo-Saxons that came over from Europe. Rifles versus bow and arrows. They lost. Right? I you know so yeah. so if you're putting the grand scheme of things, you gotta you, so, so you can't say and because so, they have their casinos right. and they they get their money from the government. So that's their reparations, which when you lose, there really should be no reparations be given. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, if you lose, you lose. So because the Nazis were beaten World War Two, right? Yeah. What do they get? So why aren't the Nazis running wild? They'd be well, looking for reparations. Seriously. Are you I'm serious? Not, uh, wait a minute. Yes, wait, I am serious. Yes. Are you comparing the Native Americans to the Nazis? Yes. How in the world can you be so ignorant to compare the Native Americans to the Nazis? Okay, wait a second. Okay, so wait. Okay, <laughs> you, mean, you mean you mean an organization that was trying to take over the world by bombing and killing people? I take that back. Compared to a group of people that were just minding their own nope. fucking business. Right. Okay, you're right. So let's 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 out go back to my original point. Not the Native Americans, us as Anglo-Saxons. We came over as Nazis and destroyed Native Americans. There you go. You're getting okay, closer perfect. to the truth. Okay, so why don't we leave? Why don't we leave? <laughs> because. Why? Okay, see, now should. you're studying. Okay, yeah, so we I should. Mean, so, yeah, we should, but, but both of us know it's not going to happen. Okay, so that's your answer. That's just right then. It's I'm like, not, hey, I'm on the winning side in this one. Fucking, I ain't, I ain't going nowhere. Well, it's not about a winning side. It it's is about, too, by the way. You, that's that's life. The Nazis lost, so there are no more Nazis. Nobody supports them. They lost. You, you strike three, you lose. Right. Anglo-Saxons came to America. Native Americans beat them because they had bow and arrows. Anglo-Saxons yeah, had no. rifles. Right. Strike three, you lose. But yet, you know, so yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna decide that fight, so we are the cause of the problem. We should leave because we don't belong here. Because this country right here is Native Americans, and the Anglo Saxons came from Europe and destroyed the Native Americans. Well, yeah. So and you're calling me ignorant because. But that's the way it happened. No, I called you ignorant because you were comparing Native Americans to, at the time... I, I, and, okay, that was a faux pas. The Native Americans aren't the Nazis. We're the Nazis. Right. I would agree with you there. But then, yeah. So, then we should leave. But this group of, Na this group of Nazis won. Hitler's group of Nazis lost. Right. There's a, there, there's a, that's what happens when it's, you got a winner and you got a loser. Sure. So, going back to your point, though, at least right now, if everybody's got their head straight and understands maybe what was right and what was wrong, and a group says, hey, you know, we don't appreciate that. We wish you would change it. And the other group says, you know, right, you know what? Sure. Whatever. We, we can have a different name. If it offends you, what does it matter? We'll just change our name. Well, my only cause of that is it's not the Native Americans that said it should be called Indians. No, I'm saying if they're, if they're saying it shouldn't be. That's right. It's, but it's not a Native American group that's saying it shouldn't be. 
Well, then that's that the, the Cleveland the, Indians are looking at the political correct white losers that don't do anything other than picket and protest and bellyache about shit that doesn't matter. So you're matter. angry. You're angry with the white loser. The the yes. white the white losers. Right. That, that that's are, my point of the topic. Is why, yeah. why is that an issue? Because Cleveland Indians is not defamatory in any way. I didn't think Chief Wahoo was defamatory. Okay. My assumption was at the beginning of this that it was, you know, a Native American coalition that was saying, oh, "Hey, we'd so like you to change now, it." Dave, I got to get you're on you're on forty five, you're on thirty three LP, and I'm on seventy eight LP. So you got to get up to speed. No, the Cle yo, it was all stupid white people holding their sign. But like I said, the next day when it was like sixty six below zero, eh, you know what? Chief Wahoo can live another day because it's fucking cold out. Bullshit. That's just stupid people that pick at stupid shit. And and that my point is, in this fucking part of uh, so what do you, what's your take? They went way longer than I thought. Was simply, is the word Indians offensive? And I have no idea why that would be offensive enough to do. Redskins. Again, I disagree with it. I find it an honor. Old chief with the old warhead on the Washington Redskins. Because it's tough. Exactly. It's badass. Exactly. But okay, Redskins. I guess I can. See, I can see where you would find that offensive. Okay. Yeah. And we're not having this conversation on the Redskin term. Chief Wahoo, kind of like a mockish, cartoonish caricature of Native American. I disagree, but I can see where you'd find that offensive. So hey, it is what it is. The word Indians. Right. I just don't understand where that's offensive. It needs to be changed. And that's why I, the Chicago Blackhawks may be my new favorite hockey team. Because they're like, hey, you know, we're not going to change it. Chicago Blackhawks. It's, it's, I think Blackhawk is a uh, Native American tribe. tribe. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And there's no disrespect. To it. I find that, as an, like I've told, I think I said in one of the earlier pods, it's like, hey, the... Uh, Boston Peters, and there's a face of a picture of my fat face on their helmet. I'm like, hell yeah, they're my new favorite team. But anyway, it would it would almost be like the uh, your face on the helmet would be almost like last weekend the Spartans having. Uh, I like that one. I think they should keep that in their helmet. The the gruffy Spartan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, Dave. Jesus. Record long pod. Do we have time for random question or no? Nah, shoot. Maybe we can make it quick. All right. Your favorite Christmas memory slash tradition, whatever. Oh, wow. Um, okay, back when I was a kid, I walked out and there was, um, and this is probably 1976, there was a, one of those cars. That as a kid, you can actually get in, sit in, and it had the pedals. It had the steering wheel and the pedals, and that thing would go as fast as you could pedal it. I was absolutely, totally stoked on that particular Christmas morning. So like a big wheel, except it was It wasn't a even a big wheel. It was like, a, it looked like a, it looked like a, a stock, like a stock car without the, obviously without the, the top on it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It was white. Yep. It had the number. Um, I don't know what number was on the front of it, but it it was a car. 
but it was you know I, you know underneath it was nothing. It right. Was just, oh yeah. You know, pedals and, and so wheels. like I say, it was a big wheel except it was a car. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 It wasn't plastic though. Like oh, okay. a big wheel is plastic. Right. Yeah. All right. I don't. I never had one of those. Um, my my memory is uh, and it it's twofold. This is where like life ends. And it's like I, my old Jen, my older sister, is three years older than I am. So I'm gonna say she's nine and I'm six. She's ten and I'm seven. As I spit all of them, how did I spit on my chin? Um, she's eleven and I'm eight. Whatever the age, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's Christmas Eve slash. Christmas morning, and I go into her bedroom, and you know the anticipation is like I can't wait to open the presents, and you know, I, you know she's being you know nine, ten, or eleven, however old she was, and it was like oh, we're so excited, but um, our dad had a rule that we couldn't open presents before four in the morning. <laughs> That's a good rule, you know, <laughs> as we, you know, and it was. Um, so I don't know what time it was, but like I say, I, I'm like seven years old, and you know we're at 2306 North Clinton. I have no shame giving the address out because I don't live there anymore. So if you, if all our listeners want to flock to 2306 North Clinton, have at it. I don't think they're going to do that like they do to the uh, to the Christmas Story House in Cleveland. But anyway, you never know though, when yeah. this bad boy gets bit. When this <laughs> bad boy finally takes flight, Dave, you'll see the flock of people at 2306 North Clinton. And we're like, oh, you know, I can't wait. And you know, we're looking at the time. And it's like, ah, oh, we can't go out there because Dad will be mad at us. And and we looked out the window, which faced Mrs. Smith's house. And I know for an absolute fact what I saw. It was Santa's sleigh and his reindeer. It was something that flew across. Mm-hmm. And I remember it vividly. And I'm like, oh, you know. And you know, I was just so excited. I was like, oh, I, I, you know, I was convinced I saw Santa. I was like, right, son of a bitch. You know, like, you know, I didn't say son of a bitch. That's you probably did. I might have, but <laughs> it was like, it, I, I to this day remember that. I was like, okay, you know, you know, maybe it was, I don't know what it was, sure. But I knew at that time, I was like, that's Santa. Yeah, it was like, and that that is my one Christmas memory that. You know, well, 50 years, I'd be three. I was older than three. So right. 48 years later, I still remember right. seeing Santa's sleigh going across above Mrs. Smith's house on 2306. <laughs> That's North pretty Clinton. cool. And it's like, and then that, that leads to that, the downfall of life is when, uh, how old were you when, uh, by the way, we're going to put this, episode on pause for three two one to get the younger listeners out of here three two one all right how old were you when you knew no idea uh i don't know i i know the one time i i or went why out- did you okay not when how did you just realize that Santa <laughs> wasn't real? Because I I must have been I must have been ten, eleven, and I went out. You know, I got up, 
because I, you know, it was after we had been put to bed and I got up for whatever reason. Maybe I was curious, subconscious, whatever. But, uh, you know, the parents were putting out the stuff and I consequently, you know, it's still the 70s. So I got tagged, you know, get back to bed. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, and then it, there was a subsequent apology because, you know, hey, I was just upset. It's okay. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but, uh so I imagine it was around that time. You so know. you witnessed it in person then? Eh, kind of. So I, I did some deduction. It was like, I'm going to say, like you said, you know, 9, 10, 11 in that area. Sure. And as I'm reading the presence to Mike from Santa, I'm like, man, Santa writes a lot like Dad does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's like, you know, and then the note when, when Jen and I would leave uh, yeah. cookies and milk. And the cookies would be gone, and the milk would be like down to about an inch. And it'd be like, you know, at nine, ten, or eleven, whatever the year was, the last year I believe it would be like, man, Santa's my thank you note for the cookie looks a lot like mom's right. He's like, yeah, but you didn't speak it out loud. Right, right, It's right. like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Don't want to ruin it for myself. Um. Anyway. I think it, the first ever pod with all bottles becomes the longest, with the the best beer tasted, not to mention the longest pod. I think we've come to the end of this bad boy. So uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year from Anchor Brewing. I am going to go another solid one. I liked it better than Celebration. Nowhere near as good as Kentucky Bourbon, but I'm still going to give it a 392. 392? Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm at really good flavor. Uh, again, it followed one of the best we've ever had on the pod. I'm going to go a 3.50. All right. And uh, our friends at Untapped, 8,214 check-ins, were damn near smack dab in the middle of you and I, Dave. They went 3.75. That's happened a lot lately. Yes, it has. So, without further ado, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, Merry Christmas to all. And to all, a good night.